Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. How's it going? And today we're talking about volume 5 of Jujutsu Kaisen. And first things first, I'd like to apologize for having referred to Akutami as he in previous episodes. Since we recorded the volume 4 discussion, ah. it's come to my attention that Gege Akutami is a pen name and that their real name as well as their real gender are unknown to the general public. Mm. So just to not misgender or assume a gender i'm going to try to refer to them as they or them yeah from now on yep that sounds good to me yeah but yeah this volume i think it focused on a lot of characters i mean specifically the students of course so yeah it, i thought it was a blast to follow or to, to, to get to know some of them properly or kind of as well as obviously getting some further information on others but do you have anything else you want to say before we dig into the characters I wish we would go through this series quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I really do, especially knowing how much we have ahead of us. There's so much. And there, yeah. we're not even really halfway through the first season, maybe. Uh, well, I guess we're getting close, but still, it's like... Mm. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what happens next. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, because I've also thought about this, because for you, obviously, you've seen the first season, and I'm sure you're excited for season two, but I wonder... We're not going to be able to make it. Or yeah, you may not be able to watch season two as it airs, and oh, well, unless you want to get spoiled, which I mean, it's your that's fault, your, Petter. It's your call, I it's guess. It's your but... fault, Petter. <laughs> it is. I... <laughs> it is I'm my fault for you. having started this. <laughs> no, I'm happy to be on this journey, on um, this this slow process. But mm. yeah, I, I gotta tell you, like, for some reason, by the end of the anime, I I was kind of feeling not as high on the on the overall show as it okay. was towards the beginning for whatever reason. I don't gotcha. know what it was, but then the movie comes out and then we start <laughs> reading Jujutsu Kaisen again. And it just really just kind of refueled my <laughs> hype and excitement for, for the series. So, you know, volume five, fantastic. And it just gets juicier and um, just more pleasing to, to watch. Mm. and just to preface or not preface but to clarify it's not so much that the quality of the content drops at the end of the season or anything like that it's just for some reason i i, I think i got into a, a funk or just a, a weird mood that maybe not enjoyed as much for whatever reason but uh mm. don't worry it's still it's still really good <laughs> sounds good <laughs> well then Let's start by talking about Yuji Itadori today. I like that Jennifer Lawrence was mentioned again as an example of <laughs> Yuji's type. And uh, I was a little bit kicking myself for not uh, thinking to, to mention that as a, well, I guess, prediction of sorts last time. Uh, I did, however, message James after the recording, but before I started reading Volume 5, that, oh my gosh, Jennifer Lawrence! Because I listened back to our Volume 1 discussion where he mentioned her. Um... And it was like, oh my gosh, he's got to say that. And and he did. But yeah, I didn't mention it on, on air or whatever, which is a bit of a shame. But anyway, it was still funny to see that he has a similar type as, as uh, Toto does. Yeah, that was funny. And the un unknowingly creating a, a bond that he <laughs> never wanted. But, I, I, you know, by the, <laughs> by the middle of the volume, it seems like he's taking advantage of Toto's kindness. Uh, um, yeah <laughs> it, you know Toto's brand of kindness but we'll touch on that later 
but mm-hmm. I just thought the fight with Toto was just so good. It was. Um, I mean, the lessons that were expounded on, not just that, but just the, the choreography of the fights. Mm-hmm. God, just the paneling is so good. It really is. I love the way that we saw Yuji take advantage of the environment in his combat yeah. with the with Toto. I don't know if we had seen that specific thing from Yuji before, but at, at least I loved seeing it in this fight. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something I always enjoy uh, in choreography. It's just using the environment to your advantage. Yeah. But yeah, as you mentioned about like how Toto helped Yuji kind of understand some of the things about how uh, kind of cursed energy flows through the body. And it seems like that new wisdom is going to maybe get rid of Yuji's divergent fist. If, or at least that's how I understood it, I think. Like, um, like to, to fix that, like that's something that's wrong. Or at least according to Toto, it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume this means that once Yuji, I guess, masters the, well, the control of the cursed energy in his body, he will be able to maybe make each punch a single punch, but twice as powerful? Yeah. Is that maybe how we're supposed to take that? I wonder. You know, it it, it is kind of hard to follow the explanation that he gives, just, just a little bit, he mm. being Toto, um, because... He just kind of ends it on a philosophical statement. And then Yuji's like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, like, right. What, what did you get? <laughs> Enlightened me. But rereading it and just kind of trying to process it makes it sound like, you know, don't think about the curse energy coming from a certain spot. Think about it mm. being all around you, like inside of you at every point so that yeah. there is no hesitation. It's just right there as soon as you move. So I I do think the, it, it could be implying that the hesitation, like, you know, the one-two punch thing is going away. I don't know yeah. if the, the term divergent punch is gone. To be honest, I can't even remember. But <laughs> um, it is kind of funny if, if that was the, if that ends up being the case where a move that had kind of become his signature thing right. um, is quickly just thrown away. Precisely, which yeah, because I I thought that was such a cool idea of like each punch being like one immediate and one right slightly after like I I thought that was such a cool gimmick, but if this means that he can do a single punch that is just as as I said a single punch but having mm-hmm. the power of both punches in in one I guess that's better technically yeah maybe, maybe. <laughs> this doesn't sound as cool but right. <laughs> I guess it's better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anything else on Yuji? No, actually. I think this is the least amount of notes I've ever taken on the man Mm. up until now. Uh, Right. Yeah. I mean, he was really just in the first third of the book, kind of. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Well, then, let's talk about Panda next. Panda! He's not a panda! (laughs) You're a panda. No, I'm not a panda. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's so funny how like in almost every book so far it's been kind of reaffirmed like he's just a panda <laughs> even in this book that was mentioned slightly but then it turns out that he's not a panda <laughs> <laughs> like, he's a cursed corpse created by principal yaga and he has like two older siblings inside of him that grant him the ability to transform into their shapes mm. 
that that I, I don't know with with all of that like his, his backstory and everything I I thought like he grew a lot in in uh, I guess level of interest I thought it was really it, it was really cool to find out find find out all about that absolutely I I think when you first see just this talking panda you're like <laughs> okay and there's no explanation for it um, you really do kind of relate to Nobara in that in that moment while all those volumes ago um, but then here yeah we get some just big reveals that no he's not a panda. Uh, and there's more to him than just a funny panda, <laughs> a yeah. funny panda-looking thing. Exactly. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And like on top of that, also really understanding just how genuinely kind he is was also something I really liked. Um, like yeah. his willingness to help Mikamaru, I thought was just beautiful. Like they were mm-hmm. enemies in a sense, like not to the death, but like they were, they were on opposing teams but by the time he had defeated Mikamaru he was you know he he wanted to you know help him kind of reach his goals or or fulfill his wishes and he didn't care about his appearance or anything like that as probably a lot of people have done throughout Mikamaru's life (laughs) Uh, so like it was just so heartwarming to see see Panda that way and just yeah just so kind and sweet it's just so interesting that you have this cursed corpse born sentient with emotions and yet he seems to be more human and you know the the kind of qualities that you would want to strive for um than maybe some <laughs> some other people true um, <laughs> yeah so it, it's kind of a interesting concept there but mm. yeah i really i really like this his fight with mikamaru i mean all these fights are really good but this one was pretty pretty fun to see go down and the fake outs that happened and we used to get to see gorilla mode yeah <laughs> that's i guess his big brother yeah and it was it was mentioned that the core like his his big sister's core was crushed or something and i mm-hmm. wonder does that mean that he lost her shape for good or or can mm-hmm. he like does it does it just need some healing and then he can get that shape back again like i i'm I'm not not, sure yeah i'm not quite sure how to read that hopefully it's not gone like dead or like you know destroyed hopefully he will be able to see his big sister's form as well in the future yeah Uh, yeah same same Mm. when he first gets shot by mekamaru or was it maki i can't i don't remember which shot him um, he kind of like just plops on the ground and they're right. talking like how they took him out already. And he's like, right. just kidding. Yeah. Wham! <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He's got like a one-two punch kind of thing. Right, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that moment. That was great. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to actually say that I, I, I enjoy this character now. <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. Very well. Should we talk about Aoi Toto next? Yes. Yeah, this guy's crazier than I thought. Like and I, Dude, I already I was thought he was crazy. You, man. <laughs> I was telling you, man. But I kind of like it. It's, I think it's kind of funny and charming. There is uh, something endearing about it. I I will admit. Uh huh. But at the same time, I I just I don't know. <laughs> like the guy just rubs me the wrong way sometimes. Um, True. I mean, certainly in some ways, I, I I'm with you there. But but you know, at least from my understanding of his character in this volume. I also felt like it was kind of sad. Like, I agree. Like actually. to see him mm-hmm. make up this friendship with Yuji that never mm-hmm. existed. 
out of such a small little thing like that makes me feel like he might not actually really have any or many friends. Uh, yeah. And like this is his way to kind of cope with that, maybe. I, so I don't know. I think there may be something there. Mm. I mean, you know, so it's kind of sad. But yeah, like we mentioned, he bonds with Yuji really quickly. He has a hilarious school daydream moment. But you know, I think it in in the long run, I think it's really going to help Yuji um, become a better sorcerer. Absolutely, I yeah, I I think it was like really great like teachings that he, he brought there mm-hmm. uh, i thought i thought he was a good teacher a be- better teacher than gocho <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's true but um, like i don't know you just you just do it just watch the movies dude <laughs> <laughs> but, um yeah, I I guess my last thing on Aoi is he or yeah I just or at least I don't think we knew it before, but finding out about his cursed technique that makes it so that he can make people swap places with each other. Mm. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, there's definitely Jujutsu Kaisen continues to impress me with the the unique uh, powers that are shown here. You know, right? It's not some of these are just not too common. Um, uh-huh. from it, compared to other manga, I feel like. For sure. Last thing I have on Toto is just a comment on the face he makes when he's finished his daydream. He's like, I forget what he says, but he's just like staring up at the sky. He's got tears running down his face. Oh, yeah, yeah. It seems that we're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that face <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> just oh man you gotta you gotta see the anime as well because they, ah, they yeah. do a good job in adapting it and it's just it's so <laughs> funny it's like, what is wrong with this guy <laughs> <laughs> i'll definitely watch that once um once we're at that point in the manga yeah uh where season one ends but yeah oh yeah lovely lovely character <laughs> so next up let's talk about Nobara Kugizaki next year. So we did get a very, very brief little thing about her past with Saori again in this volume. Yeah. Obviously, like, it was incredibly, incredibly brief. And I don't, I didn't personally really understand, I guess, the, the importance of it being where it was. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. If, if I knew more about it, maybe there would be a logic to it. But I, I don't know. Uh, still something I'm really curious about in general to to find out more about it did seem like a bit unfair of a tease you know like yeah almost like why why should i even care true but to be fair like it's clearly on her mind and it's something that in that moment is she would be reminded of it, it seems like so Mm-mm. okay i guess for Nobata, it makes sense. But give us the detail. Like, we're so in the dark on all this. <laughs> right? Yeah, because I, like, I feel like there's got to be a payoff on this at some point. But yeah. I don't know. For how long are we going to be left in the dark on this? Um, yeah. Upon rereading the series, you know, after, ha- after knowing everything, maybe that's going to be nice to have that maybe. there by then. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, right now it's a little bit, uh, it's a big mystery. For sure. We mentioned, or we talked a little bit about the anime earlier and how I haven't seen it, but something I, or a part 
of a scene here that I just I, I I imagine is pretty awesome in the anime was when Nobara started beating up Momo with a squeaky hammer. <laughs> I, yeah, I love. I that imagine movie. with the sounds to that as would be in the anime, I could imagine that being pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 fight in general is just really well done. Awesome, um, awesome. Yeah, I just definitely left left a, an impression on me. And it's it, it's her best moment, Nobara's best moment up uh, up until this point in the in the series, in my opinion. Nice, yeah, it's definitely on up a, there. Another girl with a squeaky hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I could hear the squeaks. <laughs> but you know, it's not it's not just a squeaky hammer. It's it's what she says. You know, like I I love being strong. I love being beautiful. Or, yeah, you know, I just I just I just love that and how she's so true to herself. I I may not like completely gel with her personality you know mm. it's very like pushful and forceful <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i do appreciate her strong sense of self and again yeah. like how she is perceives herself as strong and beautiful and I, and I love that and i think that's kind of powerful messaging in mm. being true to yourself but also having confidence in in your abilities and whatnot so mm-hmm. yeah no, that's awesome her. good for her very awesome moment for sure so, did we know before why they wanted to win this event for Maki? I don't think so. Or at least I, I don't... I didn't remember any of that before uh, this volume. Yeah. So that was cool to, to understand really why mm-hmm. Nobara had for a couple times said that we're going to do this for Maki. Oh, yeah. That was really cool to see. But, I mean, sure, we'll talk about that in her section. But um, mm-hmm. Nobara seemed to be like kind of the, the main person kind of saying that i felt like yeah yeah it was really really cool because she really seems to have taken a liking to to maki i mean throughout yeah. the previous the previous books there so yeah it, it's beautiful very well i want to talk a bit a little bit about kasumi miwa next okay hello miwa the useless here i'm <laughs> 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 like girl you need to believe in yourself more because <laughs> oh, she's awesome she is awesome she, I, I guess I guess she, she she needs to learn a thing or two from from Nobara maybe about yeah. <laughs> like com- confidence and believing in your your yeah in yourself. Yeah. To be fair, you know, she got beat up by Maki, got her sword taken away. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, not a lot of good things had it just happened to her, so That's fair. It, it's tough. But I agree mm. that you know, she's got to be kinder to herself. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully she has good dreams, you know, dreams of getting her sword back because <laughs> she was put to sleep, you know, get, get it. Oh, those sorts of dreams. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I feel like my joke is not registering. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you felt correctly, <laughs> but now I get you. All right. To be fair, right. that happens like, you know, 55% of the time. <laughs> hey. No. no, 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 no. That's more of a, a hit on me. Like, I gotta, you know, pitch my jokes better. You're being too hard on yourself. You're being like Kasumi right now. Oh, no. <laughs> I am Miwa. She's so relatable. <laughs> she, oh, my God. I do love her, though. Like, she's definitely one of the characters that, that I've taken the most of a liking to, I think. Um, she is so likable, I, I think. Like, she's very likable. Definitely. I want more. Mm, for sure. We did learn that she comes from a poor family, or at least that she and her younger brothers are poor. I guess right. that doesn't necessarily mean that the family in general is poor, but 
um, at least, yeah, she wants to provide for her brothers. Mm-hmm. She wants to start working and earn money quickly. I hope it works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not right here, it didn't, but oh well. Not, not quite, but... Mm-hmm. Oh well. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a bit about Mechamaru next. This guy also got really interesting in this volume, kind of like Panda. I mean, uh, he and Panda together got really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't mind getting to know him better still and, and getting to know, well, his real name, for one, uh, would be nice <laughs> yeah. to know. And, uh, in, and and maybe even seeing him get better, like physically, like his real body, get see him improve somehow, if that's even possible. I think that would be awesome uh, in the future. I mean, um, you got to you gotta feel bad for him a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, sure, he comes off as a, as a jerk and very rude to Panda and everything. Um, but some of that is his own insecurities. Um, and again, as we mentioned before, they're supposed to be the rival schools. So of course, they're going to be painted as as yeah. uh, unlikable. But I, I, by the end of this fight, I just I felt like I wanted to help him in some way. Right. I, I mean, I can't do anything, but I would I would love <laughs> I would love for there to be a way for him to get out of that tub to actually just have the sun on his skin. And not feel pain, and that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, and like because when he said something like he would give up everything that he has, like yeah. jujitsu wise, in a heartbeat, if it if he could just have a normal body that works or whatever, like that 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 definitely got to me. Yeah, at least Panda definitely seems to want to help him out somehow. Right. Yeah. Um, so that that's super sweet, and it gives some hope to to him. I think. I really hope they have a a, a friendship going forward, and. Yeah. They see eye to eye and help each other out. That'd be great. Absolutely. But just because you have a sad backstory doesn't make you right. No, that's very true as well. <laughs> it honestly is kind of a mantra for a lot of a lot of villains if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I believe Mechamaru is a good guy. Yep. One one last thing I'll say about him is I just that that Valentine's Day pr- prank that he went back on is like oh the 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 batteries like oh yeah. I mean, Miwa had no idea like she was, no no she, she was just gullible she was just super gullible but Maya Momo come on like, but you know what let's think about um, it positively yeah. they care enough about him. To prank him, I guess they're really pranking that, Miwa, but I, don't I guess know. you could say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is a prank on both him and Miwa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still don't like it, but I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh, well. Next up, I want to talk about my Zenin, and honestly, this volume. Got me to kind of like her mm. in a way I had not expected whatsoever before this volume came around. <laughs> yeah. um, really. <laughs> but like, I don't know, like just learning that, or at least what it seems like based on what we learn here, that her grudge toward Maki stems from feeling inferior to her and to a degree uh, feeling betrayed by her. Uh, like, I thought that was, well, it wasn't something that I had expected really. Like, she just well, she she was content living as servants, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But but when Maki changed her life, Mai felt like 
like she had to as well. I don't think it was really much of a choice that that she had to change her life. I think once Maki did that, I think they forced Mai to do so as well. Isn't isn't that uh, what it was? That's that's probably more accurate to what it was. You're right. You're right. Yeah, because I remember family would do that. Yeah, I think Nabehito, Nabe, the the head, the head right. guy, he mm. mentioned that if Maki goes down this path, that I, I think you said the same thing would happen to Mai. Like they would they would reject her or something. I could I could be wrong, but um, I mean, yeah, no, he he, I, he did mention he did mention her. I do feel like that it was not her choice, which would make her her feelings against Maki un, even more understandable because she was just True. kind of forced to do it Precisely. Um, when she didn't even want to become a uh, sorcerer. Right. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right about that. And yeah, I it definitely makes, yeah, makes her feelings more understandable. I was already kind of sold on her or kind of starting to like her, even the way I had misinterpreted, or yeah, I believe misinterpreted her slightly there. But with your 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 uh, correction there, yeah, it's even more, she's even more understandable. I, I like her a lot. Now, I could be wrong about her being forced by the house to leave as well, but it just seems to me that that would make sense. Unless she really wanted to follow Maki, I... I don't know. It, I mean, yeah, like, because at least the way I read it initially was that she felt like if she doesn't also uh, go f- do something like that, then then she will feel inferior to her and, and it yeah, it's going to be hard in that way. But I do think your your idea there makes a bit more sense, especially considering the type of family that they came from. Like, they would right. do something like that. They would totally do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So and plus it makes her even more relatable or or not relatable but understandable as a person, which I uh, I enjoy a lot more. <laughs> yeah, definitely more sympathetic. Mm. I really like her more so than the technique itself. I mean, which is still cool being able to create that bullet out of thin air with the, with the curse energy. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it was more so just the 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 scene with it all happening. You know, Maki counting the bullets. And my mm. being like, I, that's what I expected you to do and firing the bullet and everything that went down there. It, I thought it was just a really cool way to end their fight. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They, they both kind of revealed, or at least to us as readers, um, kind of the aces up their sleeves or their special abilities in, in a way. Yeah. So that was really cool. Did you have anything else on my, my, um, I just wish they could have a better sister relationship, but I understand why she has those feelings um mm. of hate and, and you know and maybe hate is too strong of a word for her to use but just that's just she's just so frustrated and um yeah upset with maki more or less breaking her promise that that's that's what mm. she's saying I don't, I don't think she really means that she hates maki at I least i don't so. think so right and i i, I also i i do th- i do think there's hope for for them to you know, go back to being on good terms again mm-hmm. at some point down the mm-hmm. line. Yeah. That would be beautiful, honestly, uh, whenever or if ever <laughs> that If happens. ever, yeah. 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 But I, I, I am definitely keeping my hopes up that it will, because it would definitely be wonderful. Yeah. But that, I think, leads nicely into our discussion on Maki Zenin. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> Mai. Yeah, she got her. She got her time in the spotlight. Now it's time for best girl to come here. 
and just <laughs> kick some butt, you know. I just I I I'm I'm a simp for monkey. I'll, I'll say it. Like <laughs> it's all good. Gosh dang, this girl. I mean, okay. Have you seen the Jujutsu Kaisen movie? Did you watch it? I haven't yet, actually. I oh, I decided no to. No wonder. I, I have decided. <laughs> well, I've, I read the manga for Zero, but I, I I have decided to watch the movie once we are caught up to where the anime season one ends. Ah, so so that gotcha. way I'll watch the movie and the anime season kind of in, in a row. Is is my is my plan? But anyway, gotcha. <laughs> well, back to what, I, what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, you know, if if you've seen that movie, then you have you have no excuse not to not to simp for her because it's just <laughs> I, it, it changes your life. No, I, I'm going too far with this. Anyway, anyway uh, she's strong, resourceful beast, and you just see it in full force here more so than ever before. Yeah, just how she goes against Miwa and then Mai is just awesome. Right, but like. Finding out that she actually has superhuman strength or like or, or superhuman capabilities is what physical capabilities it, apparently. Yeah. Like that was really interesting to find out and how that's yeah. kind of kind of a trade or like well I I I don't know I don't believe it was like a, a conscious trade or anything like that, but mm-hmm. she was born with these superhuman capabilities instead of a cursed technique. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's just interesting for sure. And I wonder, does that make her similar to to Itadori in some way because oh. Itadori also has these kind of unnatural superhuman physical capabilities before Dude. all the curse stuff, right? Yeah. Dude, I, I like that. I didn't maybe think about that, but yeah. Maybe there's something yeah. going on. Maybe there's more people like them. Precisely. Yeah. Totally, totally. Hmm. Very interesting. But Unfortunately, her family, the Zenian family, just—if it had been any other family, potentially they would have <laughs> utilized it. But this one's just so stubborn, old-fashioned, and bigoted. Mm-hmm. They're just right. like, yeah, you know, that's not really useful for us. So, see you later. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't even see you later, really. There was more—they were more like, <laughs> you're, you're just gonna be our maidservant now. Um, yeah, yeah. So, God. no, no, do not blame Maki for walking out. Um, especially no. when she herself felt like it would have been wrong and she would have hated herself for, for not doing anything. Respect, right. girl. Respect. Yeah. I guess one thing, although I guess, I mean, it is a difficult situation to begin with, but something that maybe she could have tried to do if she had been, been able to foresee some of the coming issues would have been to maybe try to bring Mai with her and kind of maintain the bond that they had. Or something instead of leaving her then maybe although obviously she couldn't have known exactly how things would pan out but mm-hmm. um I, I believe if if she had made more of an effort to i guess i may maybe stick closer with her sister back then maybe things would be better between them now yeah yeah i mean in a perfect world i agree R- yeah. right <laughs> yeah i have no yeah. i have no idea if talking it out would have changed i mean i i just don't think there would have been a better way for maki to go about things um mm. at, at least when it came with leaving the zenin family besides just talking to Maya about it say i gotta do this um yeah i i don't think staying if, if Maya has said no stay um and then maki stays that would that would have been lost for maki you know what i mean right so i don't know it's kind of it's kind of a tough one 
for, for sure. For sure. Talking it out would have been would have been a good <laughs> a good step <laughs> at least. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did we already know that the Zenny family is keeping her from becoming a grade two sorcerer? I don't think we knew that before this volume. Um, so that yeah, that was also interesting to to learn that yeah, she's really extra challenged in that in that regard. Right. And that's the reason why Nobata and Panda and all them are doing it for Maki. They want to win, they want to impress the peoples, mm. the higher ups, so that they have no choice but to make her a great two. Because mm. she absolutely deserves it. She absolutely, yeah, for sure. Yeah, everyone who sees her fight is like, oh my gosh, why is she not a great two sorcerer? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, just that fight with Mai, she cuts a bullet in half and then catches one. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad we got the explanation that she has superhuman capabilities right yeah. after that. Because if we hadn't, I would have been like, what the hell just happened there? Like, what? How? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, mm. yeah. That's all they have on Maki. Let's talk a bit about Momo Nishimiya. She seems to really care a whole lot about Mai. Um, yeah. Which is very sweet. And I'm, I'm really interested to see more, I guess, with them together. Uh, more mm. of their interaction because we really just got to see them talking on the phone together in this volume if i recall um so mm. not a whole lot uh there but what we saw like about how the way she talked about mai in front of in front of uh nobara just made it seem like mai is someone very special to momo and uh yeah i just want to find out more about that i guess yeah i mean you, you can tell she thinks very highly of her mm -hmm. and there's that there's a brief moment in uh mikamaru's flashback where you can see them her and <laughs> my kind of giggling about a prank that they were pulling so you know that you, you can tell they're they're probably pretty good pretty good friends and mm -hmm. hit it off pretty well <laughs> then the only ones i got left are like very 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 brief um may may is someone we got to see here a little bit. She was mm -hmm. one of the ones who, who definitely thought Maki deserved a higher rank. And uh, Mei Mei, or Mei, Mei, maybe just refer to her as Mei. But she just was Mei. also, mm -hmm. but anyway, <laughs> she's a grade one sorcerer who likes money a lot. But that's yeah. really just about all that we'd know about her right now, I think. She's the Mr. Krabs of the Jujutsu Kaisen world. <laughs> I don't know much about Spongebob, but I know enough to understand that, that's kind of funny. <laughs> it, it was, you know, D-tier humor, so. Uh, well. That's all I have on her, other than she has, a, mm. she has an interesting hairstyle. Uh, yeah, yeah, she does. She does. Uh, and a little bit on Noritoshi Kamo is that, or at least I don't think we knew before now, that he's the heir to the Kamo family. Hmm. So I guess yeah, it's interesting to know that he is supposedly some someone pretty important in that mm -hmm. in that way. Well, we get we also get his curse technique, right? In, in yeah, right, way. precisely. Mm. Controls his blood. Anything, anything that touches it is. Did I understand that correctly? I yeah, that's how I understood it as well. But not only that, he's like doping. He's doping himself, man. <laughs> precisely. Like, yeah. Like, I don't like you to use that term. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, again, this is another one of those abilities that I, yeah, I, I think is very creative and I love it. I love how yeah. 
how Akutami keeps coming up with all these pretty fascinating abilities here. Very creative. Mm -hmm. So is there any other character that you want to talk about that we missed? Utahime uh, mm. says Gojo is the only person she doesn't get along with. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, she gets along with everybody else, apparently, except for Gojo. Apparently. <laughs> but I think a lot of people probably say that with Gojo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nanami would, would agree, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the little character bio for Utahime uh, between two of the chapters in this book, it said that she dislikes Gojo most of the time. Or something like that. <laughs> I, I I can't remember exactly how, how it was phrased, but like it was something along those lines, like most of the time. Which means oh, that oh. sometimes she likes him, I I, I guess. <laughs> mm, maybe maybe a bit of a tsundere there. I believe so. <laughs> I'm interested to see if they have or or uh, clearly they have some sort of past, but what that mm. past is exactly would be would be nice to see it expounded upon. Absolutely. Of course, I just like to have more Gojo in general, but... Right? Yeah, because he's always fun, kind of regardless of who he's interacting with. He always makes right. it fun. Like, yeah. all of his... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's brilliant. Last thing I'll say is the tree curse thing appears. I mean, the, the, you know, right. the tree branches coming mm. out of its eyes. Yes. Um, and then Mahito at the very end is like, all right. Now it's my time. <laughs> you were exactly. expecting this, right? Like it was bound to happen. Here I am. Yeah. It was. I guess it was always bound to happen in any in any kind of like school event like this in a shonen. Of course, the bad guys are gonna kind of pop in, and you know, now that I think about it, I think you even in one of your predictions said that the curses would come and interrupt. The school event. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I definitely, I, I did bring up that uh, as a prediction at some point. However, I believe I also made a prediction, perhaps at a later time after I made the first prediction, mm -hmm. that I, 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 where I, I believe I said that they wouldn't interfere here because oh. they wanted to bide their time and kind of oh really <laughs> like and and uh or like and that they would appear after the the event i believe i may have said something like that as well so <laughs> uh, i believe well, uh i at one point i was right and that at another point i was wrong about you know, this. just predict every possibility <laughs> and you'll, you'll get there eventually something will end up being right at some point <laughs> uh but yeah i guess more on on my current predictions do tell well, I guess I'll start off with just some desires um, Okay. before I get into the predictions themselves. I want to see Yuji, uh, kind of how he's keeping up uh, with, with Toto. Since, since, as I said, like he, those two were really only in the first third of this volume. So like the, the last two thirds, didn't, we didn't see them at all. So very excited to see what's going on there. Mm. And... Miwa is in danger right now. Mm. I believe she will be fine ultimately, but I do still worry since, as I said, she is one of the characters that are taking the most of a liking to. So, yeah, yeah, hoping she'll be fine. I believe she will be, but still a little bit, <laughs> slightly <laughs> worried, I guess. Um, but I guess the main prediction that I have this week or this time is about the villains like the fact that they're here now well we know they're after gojo and 
I've been thinking plenty about about that that whole plan of theirs since last time we recorded. Mm. Gojo is such a powerhouse, right? Yeah. And like, as long as he's around, I doubt I doubt the villains can really pose a real a real threat. And since they can't defeat him, I th- their best option is to seal him, as they talked about, I believe, back in volume two, as a plan of theirs. So if we want the stakes raised, as much as I don't want to say this, I believe the villains will succeed in sealing Gojo. Oh! That's my main prediction this time around. As I said, as, as we talked about Gojo like j- just a few minutes ago here, he is such a fun character. He, he's always a treat to, to read or to watch. Um, he's, yeah, all of his interactions with the other characters, yeah, it's, it's always some of the best interactions. Yeah. So it would be sad to see him leave the story, even though Absolutely. even if it's just temporarily. But if we want, as I said, like the the stakes to be raised, kind of, and more, yeah. Yeah, he is incredibly OP. I get it. Exactly. So we kind of need to get rid of him in some sense, and I do believe this plan of the villains to seal him may mm-hmm. succeed because of that. Yeah. If, although that would be. I mean, it would be difficult for them to seal him to begin with. Sure, of course, um, yeah, totally. But I believe they will be able to do that. Since they can't kill him, they will be able to seal him. Gotcha. It would suck, but, yep. <laughs> Very well. Then I believe that's most of what this was. Um, really battle-heavy volume, you know? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. All of it took place during this one event. Kind of a tournament arc right if you will but mm-hmm. um with the introduction of the the curse at the very end will that continue precisely we'll yeah ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah it's very exciting i believe inumaki will be fine mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it, it it's definitely an exciting part that we are we're at here but i believe that's all we had to say this week yep Dear listeners, if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by rating our show on the podcast platforms and subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume 6. Bye-bye! See you later! Mamma Miwa. Mamma Miwa. <laughs> <laughs>